0: Today on CityCast Salt Lake, hey, it's Emily Means, filling in for Ali Vallarta. The Sears building is coming down on State Street, and it has us wondering what the future could possibly hold for one of Salt Lake's most prominent boulevards. So Ali dared to dream a little with Darren Piccoli, co-owner of the state Room Music Venue, about a state street with activated spaces and maybe, just maybe, slower traffic it's wednesday november 2nd 2022 i'm emily means and this is citycast salt lake (laughs) all
1: right darren we're sitting in a green room at the stateroom legends have sat here
2: a few yes
1: including us yeah
2: well almost legendary (laughs)
1: It feels like the stateroom has been in Salt Lake since the dawn of time, but it opened in 2009, which is not that long ago, right? That's like Obama era.
2: Yeah, a lot's happened in 12 years, 13 years, but yeah, it's not that long ago.
1: No. What was State Street like when you all got started here?
2: A lot more vacant buildings. Uh, When we were first looking at this property, it was 2008 and Currently on this block, there was Decades, the Seminole Vintage Store Mm -hmm. and the Bayou. Mm -hmm. uh, Great, you know, Cajun restaurant and beer bar. Yeah. And uh, really not much else. I mean, the apartments weren't on the corner. That was like an auto body shop and a mechanic. And um, the tattoo shop was down the street from us. And that was it. It was Bar Deluxe and Big Deluxe, the tattoo shop and bar.
1: Yeah.
2: And then nothing.
1: Sounds kind of...
2: It was a little desolate.
1: Well, it does feel like the vibe has shifted a lot since then on State Street. How would you describe it now?
2: It's getting a lot better. I mean, you have a lot of new restaurants and shops that have opened. I think you're always going to have the grittiness. It's a, you know, it's a state road that is 40 mile an hour speed limit. So it's going to be what it is. But I think it's morphing, it's adapting to what it's kind of permanent use is, which is you know, a main thoroughfare to get downtown right to the Capitol State Street takes you right up there. And it's, it's sort of adapting into different businesses and lifestyles that would appreciate that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it does feel like State Street is like the runway to the Utah legislature. And it's also interesting to think about how decisions made by the legislature have impacted State Street's growth, right? Like I'm sure liquor laws, all of that.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. We had some fun time with liquor laws when we first opened. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, we could not get a license through the city to then apply for an license with the state because mm. there was a archaic law in the books that uh, said you could only have two bars per lineal block, which is both sides of the block from north to south. Yeah. And uh, we had to work with the city council and, and the mayor's office to have that stricken, which they didn't even know that it was on there. But that law would affect so much growth in downtown, right? I mean – You wouldn't have uh, just a couple blocks north of us on State Street, all the bars and restaurants that are kind of lined up on the west side. And uh, it would be much more scattered and spread out and no community.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about the community of State Street. Because I remember going to an event that was hosted by, I think, the like Midtown Business District, which you're a representative for. And it was a couple years ago now, but but we were asked to sort of vision board for State Street and what we would love to see. That was
2: our first party. I might still have all those big poster boards. Yeah, I wrote Pretty some sure post-its. Yeah.
1: And like, where are those conversations now? That's a
2: really good question, Allie. Mm. <laughs> um, so uh, with the help of the economic development team in Salt Lake City, I started Midtown District. It was There was nothing here for us at that point. And the idea of it was to you know, promote growth in that sort of industry, retail, ethnic way, because we have a ton of businesses here between 600 South, 1700 South. And um, as you can imagine, it's a really hard thing to start. You have business owners that are busy in their business. Yeah. And they don't want to spend the time to work on things outside of the doors of their business. So it's moved quite slow, um, but we have some exciting things coming up in the future. And I think we've been able to work more with the city now. We've been able to become a unified voice for this portion of the city hmm. to economic development or, you know, just our, our councilwoman. And um, and it's helped with some art installations that are going to be going on on State Street in the next year or two. Okay. Uh, we're also going to be having some banners kind of identifying the district uh, we've just created a website that's going to feature local businesses so i think our approach with midtown district is to you know let people know that hey it's not just a thoroughfare through here you know yeah. you can stop off at uh, lakai on your way out of town and pick up dinner to take home or yeah. you can come down here shopping on the weekends right and uh you know play off that convenience of hopping on and off the highway with your car cuz we're not really a walkable district.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, walkability, it feels like, is the biggest hurdle because it's hard crossing anywhere State Street is terrifying. Yeah.
2: And there's going to be mid-block crosswalks that are put in. So okay. that's going to be nice. They should be put in next summer, I believe. But they're going to have the lights Splitting 600, 700 south, 700, 800 south, and then future plans of moving further down where there'll be a mid-block crosswalk on every block. Yeah, the jaywalking that will sometimes happen between the bayou and the stateroom. It's a rodeo. It's Frogger. Yeah, it's Frogger. Watching people play Frogger. I mean, the real question
1: is not necessarily will people try and use the crosswalks. I think it's will cars...
2: Stop. Stop. You still gotta look both ways. Yeah. I would still suggest looking both ways. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And, and bring the flag. <laughs> put yeah. Put the, the flag to use. Press the
2: lights, wave your hands. Yeah. The the city, the transportation department in the city and Life on State and a lot of different groups, including Midtown, have been working with UDOT because it's a state road mm-hmm. to change the traffic flow and to, um, I guess, make the bus stops more assistant, They're uh, efficient. We're going to put in um, a median with landscaping and hopefully some architectural items to separate north and southbound lanes a little bit more and create a little bit more privacy. Hmm. I think maybe more on the lines of 700 East, which okay, it gives it a little more beauty, I think. It hasn't really helped on 700 East with the speed of cars and being able to cross that street. But I think the mid-block crosswalks are really going to help. They're going to have extended sidewalks and curbing where the three lanes that we have now are going to be a little narrower. Uh, from what I understand, the slow lane is going to be like not a dedicated bus lane, but there's going to be a lot more activity in that lane with loading and unloading where people who really want to drive fast down State Street are going to be in the left lane and not even messing with the right side.
0: Hmm, okay.
2: So it should help with walkability, extended sidewalks, kind of all up and down um, from 600 South down South.
1: Okay. One of the things that makes State Street so interesting to me is that it really doesn't look like any other part of the city. Like it doesn't have those tall buildings going up. It doesn't have a ton of housing. It's like mostly immigrant owned businesses that you see. Like it kind of has this sprawly feeling that is almost more like what you find in like Southwestern cities, I think. Mm, Interesting. Um, And I wonder how you think about that look. And if you think that is gonna change with all of this new development
2: state street is really unique because you have houses that are converted to businesses right. you have strip mall areas you have huge apartment buildings you have you know kind of typical brick and mortar but um you have a like a lot of diversity in just what the landscape of the buildings look like as well and i think that's like almost a happy accident by the city because the zoning kind of all along state street is a bit disjointed hmm. but i think you're going to see some of that change yeah i think you're going to see the zoning, whichever route they go, become more uh, consistent down State Street. Hmm. But I still feel like it's going to keep a good sort of cross-culture feeling of our city. Hmm. You know, I mean, we all know we're a very, very white city, but there's a lot of different nationalities, ethnicities that make up a lot of the amazing restaurants we have and And grocery stores and you know you have a lot of those on state street and i don't know if you're going to see that change because again it goes back to the fact that that road is still a state highway and so how many apartment buildings can you put on it who's going to really want to be living right over a main thoroughfare of the city and you might have some but i think you're going to have to also provide those people that you want to live there with unique opportunities to do other things
1: While we're on the note of development happening on State Street, I have to ask you, because the wrecking ball is doing its job as we speak mm-hmm. in our mountain,
2: yeah.
1: has plans to build something. They won't tell us what yet. It's going to be some sort of hospital related yeah, facility. Gospel. How do you feel about a healthcare facility going in? Is that going to change the vibe?
2: Uh, it's going to I think it's going to step us back a little bit. Hmm. I do. Um. I think uh the original plans for the Sears lot was um was a multi-use. I mean there was going to be a lot of um apartments and residential, which for any business on State Street that's great. I mean we're yeah. not opposed to any of that, right? It's more traffic for the restaurants, for the clubs, yeah. um for mechanics whatever whatever we have on State Street. You know, State Street is it's the beast of the city, and you sometimes just have to roll with it mm-hmm. and just grab its grab its tail and keep moving with it and so I don't think iHC has firm plans yet hmm. on what they're going to do there if they're going to be aware of tying in maybe the surrounding block with something a little more interactive with with people, whether it's retail space or residential. I don't know. um I know the midtown district is is working closely with them and talking with the city about it and hopefully helping them direct it. But at the end of it, it's a it's a money game. Yeah. If they can't make sense of, you know, 500 square foot retail for people and they can just put their headquarters in there, that's probably what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be walking across State Street, I'm glad there'll be a hospital close by.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, the convenience of it is certainly <laughs> good, right? For a lot of people that live in the city.
1: All right. If I gave you a whiteboard... Some markers I love and an unlimited you see budget. The office. <laughs> What's your vision for State Street? What's Darren's dream? Walk out of the stateroom. Unlimited left, turn budget right. means
2: that, like, so I can use that to pay off politicians. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because
2: yeah. money doesn't really decide what happens, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's it's about politics, hmm. and money helps you influence politics. But I could have a very conservative dream to start. Okay. If you drive down 600 to 900, you see a ton of buildings that have potential that are boarded up that say for lease and have said for lease for years. Yeah, Frankly, there's a lot of land banking going on on State Street and there's low uh, motivation to rent these spots. Hmm. The owners don't wanna do any improvements. Uh, They don't want to really offer maybe a new business a substantial amount of relief to do the improvements themselves. And so it's, it's really hard and then you Combine that with lack of parking, which I am anti-parking. Yeah, you know, I, I just, especially in a city, it's one thing if you're driving a neighborhood and you want to find somewhere to park, or if you're going to the mall, you need parking, right? But if you live in a city, there's transportation, there's biking, there's tracks. You, you, there's a lot of people that live downtown. Parking should not dictate whether a business could survive.
1: Yeah. We have a lot of listeners that I know agree with you.
2: Yeah. So I think that would be the first dream is to just make sure that we get everything that's available to rent rented. I mean, there's plenty of people that have great ideas that, you know, would at least activate your space. I mean, you're not getting anything for a mortgage now. So why not get something? Mm
1: -hmm. But
2: if I had all the money and all the political influence. Mm I would probably have put in tracks right down the middle of State Street. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thought about the artery roads as more of the thoroughfare because that is the entry, the gate to our city. You want to see beautiful things driving all the way up to the Capitol, driving all the way up to downtown. Yeah. You can kind of have the business end of stuff on 300 West. No offense to 300 West <laughs> Coalition or District. Sorry, 300 out there. West,
1: if you're listening. <laughs>
2: but, you know, that's what that is out there. And you're only a couple blocks away. You can still get downtown. So I would, I would blow up State Street and just start <laughs> over and make it more walkable and slower driving. And-
1: yeah. Can I tell you my suggestion for slowing down State Street? Yeah. Bring back cruising.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I was here for cruising.
1: Seems like it really slowed things down. It did.
2: It was fantastic. It was great. It was every Friday and Saturday, I think. And, um, you know, it would be frustrating sometimes. You would hop onto State Street and forget that it was cruising. (laughs) And then it would take you, you know, 20 minutes to get to the next block. Yeah. But it was a couple hours a night. And it was kind of this cool idea of bringing vibe downtown and, Yeah, that ended a long time ago. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately.
1: it does feel like bringing the Valley downtown and bringing Vibe downtown is the city's goal.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what the city has been doing and how they've been listening to business owners and architects and people who really care about downtown, they've been making concerted efforts to change things and to hear people and to- (sighs) sort of balance out the, you know, hey, this is bureaucracy. Like, we love what you're saying, but, you know, that's five years down the road. That's 10 years down the road. But they're looking in the right direction.
1: Well, in that way, it feels like State Street is sort of perfectly named because it feels like right now it's going to be the place where for the next few years we watch the bureaucratic rubber meet the road in terms of seeing what our city can be. Yeah. And I like your vision. So even just the the phase one where we can walk around that area, that's a dream that I'm into.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you're right. It's all going to take time. And there's compromises that you have to make. I mean, you can use IHC as the example. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm hoping that the long term, you know, decades view master plan really comes into fruition.
1: Darren, thank you so much for your time. Yeah,
2: no problem. This was fun.
0: A little news before we go. You know those taco stands in the former Sears parking lot? Of course you do. Well, with the demolition of the old department store making way for whatever Intermountain Healthcare puts there, we are rightfully concerned about what will happen to our beloved taco vendors. So I asked a spokesperson for Intermountain about the plan. The short answer is they're working with one of the carts, Tacos Don Rafa, to stay open while the demolition is happening. But they did have to make some adjustments for the sake of safety. Also, KSL.com reports the city says there is no reason for the taco cart to move, no matter what inner mountain builds there. They're essentially grandfathered into that space. So hopefully that puts our minds and hunger at ease. That's all for us today on CityCast Salt Lake. Did you learn a lot today? If so, you should subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends who are urban planning nerds or taco lovers to subscribe too. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Bye!